You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferberg, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, I'm Jennifer, and this is the SPED Prep Academy podcast created specifically for special educators and related service providers around the world who are needing extra support, training, and mentoring while they are trying to navigate the overwhelming career of working within the field of special education. So if that's you, then welcome. I am so excited for you to be listening to the show and supporting me in this fun podcasting venture. If you are enjoying the show, I need you to do something for me. I would love it if you would take just a minute out of your day to show your support and give the show a rating. By doing this, you'll be helping others find the show, which helps me help as many teachers as I can. In just under 24 hours, at the time of the release of this episode, I will be reporting to my school to begin my 27th year of teaching, and I can honestly say that I am super excited to get back into the swing of things. I'm ready to meet my new little kindergartners and reunite with my students from last year. I'm ready to hang out with my co-teacher, Mindy, every day and see our staff. We've already been chatting a little bit in our group, app, but I'm excited to see them and make their schedules for this year and just get back to being a team. Today's episode is part two of the paraprofessional interview series that I've created to go along with the upcoming launch of my course, The How-To Guide for Training Paraprofessionals. With it being back to school season and for all of us who work within the field of special education, whether you are a teacher or an administrator or a related service provider, working with paraprofessionals is a large part of your job. And having taught for 26 years, I've had lots and lots of experience of working with paraprofessionals. And it can be very stressful, but it can also be very rewarding. And if I had to guess, I'd say that most special education teachers feel that way. It takes time to learn how to be a good leader, and it takes a certain mindset to be able to acknowledge that these paraprofessionals or paras or assistants or whatever you call them, they are important to our success as special educators, and we couldn't do our jobs without them. The definition of a paraprofessional is someone who works alongside of you or who works closely with you. It's not someone who is beneath you. And when you accept that definition as truth, when you change your mindset about the work that your paraprofessionals do within your classroom or your program you'll begin to see a major shift in your relationship with them and within the quality of the work that they do, and your department will begin to operate a lot more efficiently. So each week in August, I will have a different paraprofessional come on the show to talk about their experiences in the classroom from what they need from their teachers to what training they desire and to what support they crave. And all of this coincides with my course, like I said, the how-to guide to training your paraprofessionals. And the cart doesn't open until August 21st, but you can get on the wait list now and receive all of the information once it opens. All you have to do is go to SPED Prep Academy, S-P-E-D-P-R-E-P-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y.com slash waitlist and sign up. It's that easy. Today's guest is Nikki Lauder. Nikki was a former paraprofessional in my department before moving to work in a nearby town that put her in the same district as her children. And man, has she been missed. Nikki was one of the best, and that's why I asked her to come on the show today so that she could share her viewpoint on being a para and what she needs and wants from her supervisors. So let's welcome Nikki. Well, hey, Nikki, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks. It's good to be here. So tell us 
Last week, we had the first um, para interview, and I'm going to ask the same kind of questions that I did last week. So just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then let us know why you became a paraprofessional in the first place. Well, my name is Nikki, and I um, I am a paraprofessional for elementary, middle school, and high school. In our district that we have, we are all combined. And I chose to become a paraprofessional because I want to become a teacher. And I thought that that would be a great step in the door to know if I even would like to be a teacher full time. So that's why I chose to become a paraprofessional. Well, I have to let everyone know that Nikki used to be a paraprofessional in my department. She worked for me for, was it over a year? Two. Two full years. And then I also had the opportunity to teach her at college and be her intro to education teacher there. And so I know that Nikki's going to make an excellent teacher. I could see it in her when she was, you know, a paraprofessional. And I definitely can see it in her now having her as a student. So I'm so excited for your future. I know that you have great things ahead of you. But let's get back to the para part. So tell us, are all special education teachers equal in their ability to lead their staff? I know that you've worked for a variety of different teachers. So what does that look like? I don't feel like all um, special education teachers are necessarily considered equal because some have more qualifications when it comes to being able to like speak Spanish or you know use sign language. All of your um, qualifications are different, but... I feel like a lot of special education teachers have the drive and the will and the motivation to do what they need to do. And so that's what makes them excellent leaders is because they are so willing to put everything, their whole life into it in order to help their students. And I feel like that helps them. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're all equal, but it definitely makes it better for them to lead because of how much drive that they put into it. I like that answer because you're right. We all have, I think you go into this field and you have to have a certain kind of heart to be able to do this job. And I feel like we all have that heart. We all want what's best for our kids and for our paraprofessionals. And there's different, like you said, there's different amounts of, you know, instruction that we've all had as far as being a leader. And so getting to see different, different personalities and different leaders, you're able to see the strengths and weaknesses of of each one. For sure, definitely. So what would you say, in your words, makes a good leader? Um, I feel that a good leader is someone who is willing to do anything that they ask their paraprofessionals to do. If you are willing to go in and show us exactly what needs to be done, not just be like, oh, here's this and go teach these students. You know, you. I feel like great leaders help us they, ha- they understand that we are working under their license. So whatever we do reflects them. And I feel like a great leader is willing to um, take into consideration that everything that we do reflects them. So they will do everything in their power to make sure we have what we need in order to be productive in our classrooms and with our students. They're willing to go ahead and um, delegate things, but they're also not afraid to say, you know, this is what I want and this is how it needs to be done, but they'll help us get to where we need to be, not just, you know, take this and do as you please. You know, like they're all always willing to to make sure that they're in charge and that we know what needs expected to be done. So they're a good leader, somebody who kind of walks beside you and not you know, ahead of you. 
Yes, exactly. So you are, and you were for me, an amazing paraprofessional. So can you tell us what, how do you, what do you feel makes a good para? What, what are the qualifications or the qualities that would make a good paraprofessional? I feel that in order to be a good paraprofessional, you need to be able to um, bond well with your students. You should know about their disabilities, not just what their label is. You need to know more into the details of what each label is and be able to um, be able to push those students above above their their level. You know, they need to be able to be pushed, not just hold their hand to push, you know, to carry them through. They need to be pushed to where they need to be. And I feel that most paraprofessionals, um, if they have a good leader, then they will be a good paraprofessional. They, it all starts with their leader. And if their leader shows them exactly what needs to be done from the beginning, then they are likely to become a great paraprofessional because their leaders helped them to where they need to be. So what do you need from us? What do you need from your teacher or your supervisor that you, you don't necessarily feel that you've had in the past? You know, it's something, it could be even something that I left out. So what do you need to be successful in your job? What do you need from us? I don't know if it's something that I feel like I necessarily need because I've had it from the beginning, but I have seen some other pairs struggle with not getting the right amount of training or not getting the direction and being too scared to ask for help. Like I've always been, oh, I don't know what's happening. Please help me. But if there's a certain level of people who are too afraid to ask for help, so I feel like the teachers need to make sure that they tell their parents from the beginning, this is what I expect, but don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, we don't have the levels of training that you guys have. So if something is supposed to be done a certain way, I feel like the teachers need to make sure that they tell us what they expect and how it needs to be done because we come in with bare minimum of knowledge and you guys have so many hours of schooling and training done that Sometimes I feel like that's kind of taken for granted that we don't know what we're doing, but most people just kind of throw us in and expect us to, to know. So, so we need to check in on you often. We need to just not assume that you know what you're doing. We need to check in and ask what, what we can do for you or how we can help you with something. Yes, definitely. Checking in is always, always welcomed. And I feel like not necessarily checking in and saying like, you know, how did this go, but just making sure you know, check in with them personally and make sure that they feel confident in their schedule. They know what they're doing with their schedule, not just one particular area, but like everything, make sure that they're just comfortable with what's happening. Do you think that it's more important to do that on an individual basis? Do you think that some paras are kind of timid and not wanting to speak up in front of others and maybe it should be done, you know, individually? Yes, most definitely. Um, I can say from my experience when I worked with you, for example, for example, I struggled with speaking up in groups, but whenever it was just you and me together, I could tell you what was wrong. So I definitely feel like being pulled individually and talked individually. And I know that that's hard because a lot of teachers have really tight schedules, but I feel like that's something that definitely needs to be done is individually talking to each other and figuring it out together. I would agree. I know that we are busy and that our day is jam packed full of things, but that's one of our that's one of our priority areas. We've got to train our paraprofessionals because if they're not trained properly, if they don't know what they're doing, then 
that's just going to trickle down and it's going to, you know, turn into issues with the students and with each other as far as paraprofessionals. And so we have to make it a priority. And I think I love that you said that doing it individually is more, you feel more comfortable talking individually. And I, I've always found that, um, I, well, I can't say always because I used to really struggle in this area, but I can say in the last, you know, six, seven years, that's something that I've really tried to do is to talk to you guys individually. So I'm glad you brought that up. So I know when you were working for me, you we used the para handbook that I have created and that I promote and that I sell and that I've turned into a course. And I love it. And my paras love it. And I know that you know all about it. But your district, your current district, she also uses the para handbook. Is that correct? Yes. And so tell us why that handbook is so beneficial to paraprofessionals. I feel that it, that handbook is very beneficial because it gives you um, a lot of what I've read through, even like last year, even though it's been two years that I started using it last year when I started in a new district, um, it helped me be able to read through the labels and knowing like what a student is and then, or like what their labeled is and what the expectations are for that student or um, it explains within details what that means. Like, you, cause a lot of teachers talk in acronyms, like, I can't even think of one of them off the top of my head, but an acronym for a certain disability. And then that explains it. And that's one of the things that we just, um, we have a new hire in our district. And I kind of talked to her about that. Like the acronyms is something that you, you hear them talk about all the time. And if you don't know what it means, you know, that handbook will definitely help you find what that acronym, acronym means. And it also goes, breaks down what's expected in um, like inclusion and in small groups and in large groups. And um, it really helps break down what the expectations are for the para, what they need to do. And if you take the time and you read that handbook, it helps this, the para know what needs to be done without even asking for help. Like if you take that time and read it, I'm supposed to be in um, inclusion with this student at this time, but what do I do? Instead of taking that time to ask your teacher, what am I expected to do? You can read that and do that on your own time. And that helps a lot. Well, I think that was the intent when I created it is to, you know, take some of that off our plate. We train you from the very beginning, the very first day we use the, we use the pair binder to train you, but it is, it is a, a supplement that you can go back to at any time and look up exactly what I was talking about, because, you know, you're given so much information and and we, we are as teachers as well. We're giving, we're given so much information at the beginning of the year, but having a handbook, having something concrete that you can go back and look at throughout the year would be amazing to me if I was a paraprofessional. Yeah, I agree. It helps make, it makes it easier for you, especially if you get a new student that you're not familiar with, you know, you can go through and read, you know, what it's, what the expectations are to be able to help yourself easier with that student with also not having to like, you know, bother the teacher as much when they're busy, you know, you can read on it and learn more about their disability on your own. Well, I appreciate you affirming me, I guess, because I love the binder. I love what it does for the paras. And I appreciate you coming on today and, you know, kind of helping other teachers learn how important having a binder, whether it's mine or somebody else's, you know, there's a lot of them out there, just having something for you guys, how beneficial that is. 
Well, thank you for having me. It was a great time. All right. Well, have a great school year, Nikki. You too. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell just by listening to the show that you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and you want to grow into an amazing special educator. And I'm here for it. I'm here for you. And I'm so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. This whole month, we're going to talk about what we can do for our paraprofessionals and how we can support them in order to set them up for success right from the beginning of the school year. And if you don't know what kind of leader you are, or if you are just all over the place when it comes to trying to train your staff and build your team, and you're really just kind of a hot mess with all of it, I have something that I want you to do. I want you to go to spedprepacademy.com slash quiz and take the short, like one to two minute quiz that I have made that will help reinforce any strengths that you have, but it's also going to pinpoint where your weaknesses lie. I've been told by many teachers who have taken this quiz so far that the information was spot on. And when you get your results, you'll receive information on how to adjust your leadership style to accommodate for your weaknesses and how to tackle them head on so that you can become the leader your staff needs you to be. So again, just go to spedprepacademy.com slash quiz and see what your superpower is today. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to share it with your friends, go ahead and screenshot an image of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the show and leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the podcast as well. If you liked what you heard today and realized you found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.